0: Hey everybody, my name is Josh Rimini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. I found you through my functional medicine mentorship with Sachin, who's a speaker on this summit. And it took me, I don't know, for a very long time, but I was getting frustrated because I hadn't really been exposed to the concept of feng shui before that. I knew about energy and I knew about things and you did the workshop a little bit with the Bagua map. And then I started thinking a little bit and then I said, you know, what the heck, I'll reach out. And so I reached out to you and I was like, I want to change the energy in the pharmacy. We're going beyond the pill. We're moving from this prescription dispensing to offering wellness solutions towards healing of course I'm a functional medicine practitioner and learning more about consciousness and I wanted to bring that energy of healing I always say I want my store to feel like a place where someone can be healed or heals right because the placebo effect starts with the relationship and so that's why when you get this is the very difference between pharmacy and a wellness driven space is when pharmacy people are generally coming in because they're sick and Mm -hmm. prescriptions are necessary at this point. They've gotten a chronic condition and they're sick. We're in a sickness model where we're trying to create going from sick to not sick, which is I feel very different conversation because some of the people on this summit are really jazzed up about going into wellness which is functional medicine, health coaching, clinical nutrition. We're teaching all the modalities, at least the way to think about it in this summit. But then think about it this way is like, well, the feeling of going to a pharmacy, just think of a big box chain what that looks like or what it feels like when you walk in. I told myself when I left CVS many moons ago, I'd never walk in again. I'm pretty proud of that because it doesn't feel at all good for me. It's not just the trauma they put me through, but it was really like the space. And so talk to us about, all right, we want to move beyond the pill. We're going to move beyond the pill and move towards wellness. So Talk to them a little bit about the story of transforming the center or the place where people go when we move this model over. Cause you can't just put supplements and like skincare and good fruit, fruit, smelly stuff, and then expect it to be a place of wellness. So talk to me a little bit about how you would work with someone to transform that.
1: Well, let's go to your own space, your own business space. When I came down and consulted with you. What we started with was the Bagua map, because it depends. The other part of all of this is that the Bagua map is actually a rectangular shape, which is the modern shape. It's not the real Bagua map is incredibly complicated and hard for most people to understand. So about 30 years ago, I designed the Bagua map just to be a rectangular. You'll see it online, but they've created a square. It should actually be a rectangle. Then we create what each part of that Bagua map represents. So your front door, for example, is your mouth of chi. So the entrance into your building, into your pharmacy is your mouth of chi. That's where all energy comes in. All energy comes in, your patients, your friends, people that are visiting, people that just want to buy a hairbrush, all that energy comes in. But we want to attract the energy from outside, which is positive. So that's part of the beginning of feng shui. And then I created the Bagua map for you so that we could work out those sections of the Bagua map where it was important for you to have For example, maybe your financial people in your wealth area, the head of your pharmacy in your fame area, which is integrity. There's a relationship area, there's children area, which is nothing at all to do with having children, but about the inner child, which we can always go back to another time. Helpful people, which is where we honor our ancestors and our mentors, because we are where we are today because of those people. That brings us back to career. And then, in the very center of your space, if your front door is slap bang in the middle of the building, is health. So, then you and I worked out what would be the best thing to do. So, we eliminated your office per se and made that a consulting room because that's in wisdom. Okay. There's all kinds of things that we brought into account, but we also included the people that work in the building. That's very, very important. To be transparent about all of this is incredibly important as well. So then, you know, there's no nothing to say, well, I'm taking your space because we need that for the financial people, or I'm taking your space because that's relationship and we don't want you in that relationship. None of that is going to happen. So that's part and parcel of it. But if we're bringing in an element of positive energy, which we did with reordering, I think we started out by redoing your shelves where you had certain things in certain areas. I suggested that maybe all those things on that side of the room needs to come over to another side of the room to allow the natural flow of energy. The natural flow of energy is clockwise. If somebody has to go over to the left and then over to the right and then down to the bottom right and bottom left, etc. then that's going to be disturbing the flow, the natural flow of energy. So then we talked about your color schemes and which we brought in to be your corporate colors. All of those things are incredibly important because it allows the natural flow. When you stop a river, what does it do? It either breaks its banks or the otters stop it up And all the trees behind that bank get stopped from getting any sustenance. We don't want any of that. We want a natural flow. You know, we can't stop the flow of energy. And we need to keep that flow of energy incredibly healthy.
0: It's funny because all these things make a difference. When we brought in the team, like you got on Zoom and we brought the whole team in so we could do one of these kind of exercises where we're talking a little bit about, all right. We're going to declutter, but what does that mean? And of course, like you don't ever just get it the first time you hear it, right? This is a process just like learning wellness or functional medicine or clinical nutrition. You have to kind of Absorb it as you move and and move your it's we're always improving. Our store isn't complete yet, but it's working. We're moving momentum. We changed the colors of the store. I moved my office is now my garden center. It's like my garden room because we're bringing in all the elements and we change the colors. even slight changes. I think people kind of want to say, well, we don't have to overhaul. I want two things. You, like the color changes we used on our logo, we had the same colors, but we just changed them up. To change the energy, I, first thing I said is my office is already green. Why do I need to paint it green again? And you're, you just said we're just shifting. We're just changing it up and reducing it. And then I asked like a little question like, well, I want to keep this piece of furniture, but not this piece. And you're like, Josh, take it all out. And if you put it back in and it fits right or it feels right, then we'll keep it. And so I literally took all my furniture out and then things started to happen As soon as I did that, I met someone to build the table I wanted to build. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that also has to do with the flow of energy coming at you, right? Because as you change energy, it will come at you. I was thinking one thing too, when you said the mouth of chi, right? The energy that comes in and your patients are coming in. Well, how many of us have walked into our own pharmacy and their head, everybody's heads are down. They're upset or they're angry. Like, you immediately impact that feel, right? You feel that energy and you, bring, you either bring it on, most people probably do, and then all of a sudden you started your day off wrong versus walking into a space, we're gonna give them like three or four things they can do just to start this process because it will make a difference. One of them is how do you feel when you walk into your store? Just to sit there, take a look around, you've done this exercise with me many times, our employees, you said the same thing. So the first time I walk in the door now is I just gaze around and I just feel feeling is a different than how does it look? Right. And we have to get to feeling. And so that's important because we want to get this vibe, this vibrational energy up to a space where people can go there to get better, if anything talk to us, what are the first two things people need to do to move the energy in a positive direction? Because it's a work in progress, right? You're never going to be perfect.
1: One of the major things, as you said, for all pharmacists on a quiet time, if you're not open on a Sunday, go in on a Sunday morning, just stand inside your space and just quietly look. Don't move, just look around. What is out of place? What is dusty, you know. I think we got rid of a lot of plants, for example. You had some beautiful plants that weren't doing very well and that was the other thing. Having real plants in the space make a huge difference. Yes, they are a little bit of extra work and yes, I do say to people, if you cannot look after a plant as you would your pets at home, then do silk. You know, there are many, many, many ways of getting the job done, but don't forget your silk plants need to be washed and blow dried as well. So there's always maintenance. And that's something we just have to accept. My entire house is feng shui on a monthly basis. I go around, I clean things out, I put things away, I bring other things forward, et cetera, et cetera. So as soon as I walk into my house and I think, "Oh, I can't stand it any longer. I know it's time for me to declutter. I'm running three businesses i have clutter just like anybody else but i make a point of not letting it live in my house i know that the clutter and that piece of furniture that is surplus to requirements is not paying me rent all right so if you're looking at your space there are things that can be done and then we can do the big stuff what are the colors do you want to keep these colors I work with everybody. I'm not about spending my clients money. I want to do this as inexpensively, not cheaply, inexpensively as possible. And that's why I said to you, Josh, take everything out, step into the room, and just see how it feels. And you texted me almost instantly and said, oh my God, I can't believe how different this room feels. And so now, do we put everything back and it all goes down again? Or do you, as you said, you always wanted to do something different in there. And you now you have a space that I'm sure is a joy and it makes you smile every time you walk in.
0: You can use DISC in so many ways and it's an ongoing tool, right? I always forget. It's always nice to have you in our coaching space because... It's like, oh yeah, go back to that disc when you want to have a critical conversation with an employee so you don't screw it up, right? If I'm in the room with an S and I talk the way that I talk, I'm going to lose them. I call them bobblehead. They're just going to yes away and not get what I want. And then I'll get frustrated. My wife is a high D, but I'm an I, she's a C. She's super conscientious about everything. And so when I come at you know, Hey, it's fine. Let's just do it this way. And she's like, Nope. If I'm one minute late from work, I'm going to hear about it. She's like, you said you would be here at four o'clock. It is four Oh one, you know? And I'm like, Yeah, but something happened. I got stuck in a conversation. She just It's funny because when you were talking, it's like, I'm sure more people are like that. It's like, you can peg you, but you can also predict the conversation because we don't think about this stuff until it's like too late or the trigger happened. Like you were saying, don't talk to a C when they're triggered. And that's when I dive in. And so it's like, there's always a conflict. So I already told you before, I'm going to hire you just so you can help me with my relationship with my wife because you could do that for a living too. Yeah, we talked about using this to coach, coaching people up if there's something going on. We've talked about onboarding. We've talked about using it to get the right person in the right seat. What are some things that you, when you talk to your clients and coaching people, what are the things that they're shocked about when they get the desk?
2: Give me a story. I want to hear yeah.
0: one.
2: That's a great question. I've got several stories to share. Usually there's like a lot of aha moments. Here's a big one. So eyes, they are so good at just talking that you're never really sure that they know what they don't know. And that can be really dangerous sometimes in a pharmacy, especially if you hire a pharmacist that is that way. Because the eye is just trying to take care of everything for the owner. They're not very good at asking for help sometimes and so they can make the owner believe they absolutely know what's going on and how to do something when in reality they have absolutely no experience they're just willing to learn about it you talked about you look at these before you're going to have a critical conversation i think that's a lot of eye-opening moments for people whenever they try to have these conversations and they don't do it in the context that the person would need it in and i think One thing I go back to a lot is Frances Frey. She was the first female Harvard business professor, and she broke a lot of glass ceilings, but she's changed the dynamic on authentic leadership. And so authentic leadership, we say show up as your authentic self. But what she poses in a couple of really good books she's written is that we need to be creating an environment that our people can show up as their authentic self that's where the aha moments come in where people are really surprised about things. If you're asking someone to show up in an environment in a way that's not them, if you're putting a high D person in a workflow where people are really chatty, it's going to drive them crazy. You talked about your wife, for example, being a high DC. You know, that's a really important point to make because people will hear something like this talk we did and they'll think high S, high C, high D, but you can move. So like a conductor is like your full on D, you can move over to implementer, persuader, even a little square move, it changes quite a bit because you get that that high second number or the high eye and you describe that perfectly the high eyes they can pivot they can pivot and say well this came up and so I'm a little bit late the the DCs they never make mistakes. they're always right and they can prove it to you you shouldn't have been late and you talk about coaching clients. If I got a high fee, I I can't call them one minute late because they're going to think the call's over. They're going to think I canceled it. I have to finish on time and get to them on time. Otherwise, I think it's not there. Some big aha moments, ask for some stories. There's a pharmacy that you might know of that had a compounding pharmacist. That was, it was a high I. And there was a lot of disgruntledness between that compounding pharmacist and the salesperson who was selling those compounds. And we said, hey, you know what? Probably not the best person to be checking compounds because their trait's not set up for So they're already in a stressful environment. And then the eyes like to plan their own day. They don't like someone else planning their day. So if someone who is not them is out marketing compounds and they have prescriptions coming in to be made and they don't know what they are marketing to the prescriber 30 minutes ago – it kind of pisses them off. They get mad about it, you know, and they take out everybody else around them. They're, I, as influencers, they're very influential. So they make anyone else. But so if you've got technicians in that lab, they're also going to make them pretty bitter about it. And on that same scenario, if the technician is a high fee and that's where you want your competitors to be, you got to be able to plan their work, you know, and they got to know what you're doing with your money, and they got to know what's coming down the pipe. There's lots of things like that where we can talk through. I had that high eye pharmacist that we selected. The owner, who's a high D, was pretty concerned because not very far into their employment, they were showing up late. Well, they're salaried, and again, they're a high eye. They don't have a good usage of time. They're likely to stay late to make up for it because they don't know to leave on time either. It's
0: kind of nice to know because then you can kind of take the problem and then associate it with it's not really conscious, like they're not consciously coming in late or staying late. So when you understand them from that level, I think it just helps us all as leaders and team builders to really realize you get sort of that blame shame out of it a little bit. You're like, oh, it's not an excuse or a reason, but it's like understanding them from that level, I think is super important to Mm -hmm. know. It's also a liability if you don't know, because then it's like conflict after conflict because you just didn't come at it from the right angle. I think that's what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. It's like really looking at these as a tool, right? A tool in our toolbox, not just to understand that person, but how they understand each other and how these teams work together. And so I love this stuff. And every time I talk to you, it's like, oh, I got to go back into the discs and do more of it.
3: So what is a pharmacy? You have to stop thinking about a pharmacy is a place where we dispense pills. So a pharmacy is not a place where you dispense pills. That's what you believe it is, right? But what is it actually? It's a place where people are coming to get the solution to their healthcare problem. So if you start to shift to what you believe it is, then you can realize there's a lot more you can offer, meaning that I don't have to only stick to a pill. I can also offer health coaching. I can say with your condition, when it comes to diabetes, yes, you can keep coming to me for insulin, or we can work on your diet habits, your behavior habits. Let's look at your genetics and understand your insulin response. If we work on that, then we can actually reverse the condition. And even the CDC, by the way, this is not new information. The Center for Disease Control has programs that you can download and learn for diabetes reversal. It's too obvious now. They can't deny it anymore. Yeah. Right? So there's programs and products that you can actually get paid for and reimbursed for that are around diabetes reversal. It's about take the blinders off and understanding that you are the place where people come for wellness. That's ultimately what they want. They want health. So you're trained in certain products and services, but there's so much more you could be doing and there's nobody preventing you from doing it. And this is what your customers actually want and what they're finding when they go online. So if you're the person to own it, you're going to be leading that coming wave of medicine, right? Yeah, that's two huge components to that. One is
0: yes, our wheelhouse as pharmacists is such a nice gray area because we can talk to our patients about lifestyle. We do. Even the package inserts for the drugs like metformin for diabetes, it says in conjunction with diet and lifestyle choices this drug will work, but we don't hit that too hard. We go right to the drug. And so the pharmacist of the future is a health coach. And so that's why this summit, we're introducing ways in which we can put more tools in our toolbox so we can learn clinical nutrition. We can learn the science of supplementation. We can use the tools of genomics for lifestyle choices and supplementation rather than just Pharmacy and how do we become health coaches and nutritionist people to sharpen those tools as we're continuing this evolution that's the point of this whole summit which is that's great my charge in this is we've got to move on you said the blinders are we only know what we know in school right and so a functional medicine doctor doesn't learn functional medicine in school they're coming out now but they learn traditional medicine and then they went out and further seeked information we mentioned cardiometabolic health it's the lowest hanging fruit in our country to work on and in pharmacy speak we always call it diabetes management programs and what i believe what you believe is we now can reverse these things type two where we can actually do these as our metabolic reset program like the things we do is not designed to manage it it's actually to kick it to the curb and say based on this this and this with lifestyle choices and all the things that i do based on me look what i can do and i love how you touched in like insulin you just don't give insulin how does that person react to that insulin or that vitamin d or whatever we're giving getting it down to that cellular level on a simple, easy to interpret space, which is beautiful.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about what we're offering our participants in this summit as far as you guys are concerned, because you guys are giving some really good, awesome discounted stuff for, Like I always say, do me first, right? I don't do any test or any program until I've vetted it myself and with my family. So you guys are giving an awesome offer here. Let's talk a little
3: bit about next steps and what people can do. Yeah, so to truly understand the scope of what's possible, like you said, you go through it and first of all, you change your own life, which I can almost put a guarantee to it that when you go through this process, you're going to understand your health from a completely different lens and completely change what you think is your potential, because we're truly going to dive into your human biochemistry and find every single red flag and hole and gap. And teach you how to plug it, and those are the holes and gaps that eventually lead to inflammatory loads that lead to disease. So we can predict what's coming. We can tell you why it's coming. We can tell you what to do about it. So we have a program that was designed around, like you said, athletes, uh, NHL, NFL players that we've dealt with, also celebrities. We've been on literally Marvel movie sets with the actors, working with them to maintain their health during the shooting of the film through this program and. There's a couple of things here. First of all, experiencing it at this level, a complete genetic renovation. We spent three or four months with you at a clinical level, diving into your genome, figuring out everything that's going on, things you were worried about, things you didn't even know about. And we teach you how to deal with all that, right? Environment, nutrition, lifestyle, deep audits, and then the behavior change coaching. So even going through this, you would then understand what does the pharmacy of the future look like? What does health coaching look like? What does behavior change look like? How important is the how part? I've told you what to do, but how do I do it? Yeah, Here's why you can't sleep at night. Yeah, you told me you turn the lights off at this time, da, 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 but I might not actually do it. So there's six areas I get covered. Sleep is one of them. One I just mentioned it's I can't fall asleep. I can't stay asleep. I sleep through the night and I just don't feel rested. Genetically, those are three different things. Then there's diet and nutrition. So... Should you be on a keto diet? Should you be a vegan? The, the enzymes and everything that's required to do that for you, break those things down and turn them into fuel. It's different for different people. There's some people where we found the root cause of their health concerns is when they became a vegan. For some people, it's the ultimate and best thing for them to do. Very different depending on your genome. Hormones, fitness, and body type. So how your body develops, how do I burn fat? Why can't I get this plateau? Why don't I have the muscles like that person does? It's all driven by DNA. So if you understand why it happens, you can, again, do a better job of reaching your goal. Then there's also hair and skin, female hormone issues, everything driven by hormones, libido, prostate, all that stuff. Then there's cardiovascular, which is the biggest, of course, cholesterolemia, diabetes, hypertension, blood pressure. All of this stuff we've unpacked at the genetic level. Why does it happen? So it becomes very easy. This is the lowest hanging fruit in terms of prevention. It's the most prolific and biggest killer, literally the number one killer. It's also the easiest thing to prevent which is the irony here, but we teach you how to prevent at a personalized level because the reason is not the same for everybody. It's different for different people. Then we look at innate cellular health. So what's going on literally at the mitochondria, at the cell level, your ability to detoxify, to deal with oxidation. There's some people where we tell them running on a treadmill will be the root cause of your cardiovascular disease because you don't deal with oxidation well. And what happens when you're taking in more oxygen, you're creating more oxidants. That's what your cells yeah. do. They use oxygen to create energy and they produce oxidants. And some people don't have the chimney to take that smoke away. Genetically, you just don't clear it well. And then it ages you faster. Your hair gets white faster. Your skin ages faster if you have the wrong habits of misaligned to your DNA. The last one, which is actually the biggest one, is mood and behavior. Mm-hmm. So if we have your genes, I don't ever need to talk to you to understand exactly your personality, how you think, how you behave. Do you procrastinate? Are you irritable? Are you more entrepreneurial and reward-seeking? Are you easily depressed and do you suffer from PTSD? We know all this about you because the neurochemicals of your brain determine how you behave. Your genes determine your relationship with your neurochemicals. What do you produce? How do you bind it? How quickly do you clear it? All speaks to different personality and mood and behavior traits. Now, if you know this about your patient, how much easier is it to make them comply? to help them understand the information, to come at them at a personalized level where three or four of my patients just don't listen out of 10, because you're not speaking in the way they need to be spoken to. So imagine when your outcomes go through the roof and that word of mouth and buzz starts spreading that everybody that goes to this place gets healed. That's where you get the best business is when people start buzzing that everyone that went here felt better because you're not giving them a one size fits all answer. You're giving them what they actually need which is not the same as a person standing right next to them, even when it comes to mood and behavior.
0: Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Remini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.